0: It's Sports Arena and it's Extreme Rewind. Your weekly look into World Extreme from ECW Episode 1 all the way to 401 with every pay-per-view special and everything we can find in between. you got myself, Paul, and I'm joined, as always, by Jay. How are we doing, Jay?
1: Well, it's a overcast July evening, but we are ready for November to remember as we build towards uh, it's all getting a bit crazy and it's all getting a bit mental and it's all getting a bit carried away. But we'll get to all of that. Before all of
0: that, how are you feeling? I'm better. After a, a week hiatus through um, certain problems, I'm back. Welcome back. back. Extreme, we extreme dream would be proud
1: of. I was going to say, That's did, did, make did people... people hit you with a frying pan or something?
0: I was going to say, that by saying that, I probably people think of uh, Kendo stick to the balls, but I haven't. But um, we're back. We are back. We're on the road to November to remember 1997. Um, this week we're looking at episodes 237 and 238 of ECW Hardcore TV. And we start off at the 8th of November 1997. And um, yeah, that's an interesting. <laughs> yeah, interesting topic. I
1: think that's, that's kind of what we're going to say a lot over the next episode, yeah. well, these two episodes I think, it's,
0: yeah I mean, we've discussed this I was going to say a lot like basically before the last two pay-per-views and I didn't know if it was like just sort of a coincidence but now it's definitely a thing where ECW just before their pay-per-views seem to have this lull where they don't really know what to do because they don't want to fire their shot because they've got a pay-per-view coming up
1: yeah i mean that's
0: fair and it and it sort of feels like we're heading to like the last couple of weeks there's a bunch of random title changes in sort of a reverse sort of shop fire and now we sort of get into that hey guys there's only like three four weeks left let's do nothingness. Let's chill out let's just take it easy yeah let's just do a show and sort of rehash angles that we've already seen that's
1: um
0: twice yeah, so Francine loves men fighting over her. We got that from the get-go. Good to know. Good to know. Well done, Francine. But then later on the show, you wouldn't really think that she did because she's sort of very much just for the franchise. <laughs> Which is also good story. to know. Yeah. Um, Joey Styles is in the ring. Basically, music hits uh, the... Rick Rude comes out, did not he? Yes. Talks briefly about fucking with the franchise again. Yep.
1: Old hamster dick himself.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Again, it's nothing new. I'm just... I made notes based on the next episode, but I can relate it to this episode where it's it's kind of a petty gripe, but I've got this whole... Whole lack of interest in what Rick Rude wears, gripe <laughs> no, no, because it shows a, a lack of interest to anything. Because don't forget, on Raw at the moment, he's wearing a suit with DX, yep, you know, official Rick Rude. When he joins the NWO, turns up suit NWO, official I'm Rick Rude. Here, he's not even wearing like a Rick Rude t shirt or a W t shirt. Comes out in a baseball cap next week. He's wearing just like jogging bottoms and a night shirt. And don't be wrong, he's Rick Rudy, can wear whatever the fuck he wants, but it's a bit like you know, what I mean,
1: he's finishing up, yeah, he's, he feels like he's finishing up some dates. Yeah, it feels like he's just there's, I mean, he's, he's he's been weirdly dressed all the way through, you know. Yeah, we've talked at length about um. You know, maybe ECW would have benefited from an agent just to say, mm, maybe we do something slightly different here. Um, but they also would have dressed, would have benefited from a little bit of wardrobe. I think in regards to, I know we said you just you wear your normal clothes, but really, I mean, you know, you just look as if you've been slobbered around in that all day. You don't want to, you don't want to change the jumper for you know the sexiest man alive style thing that you were.
0: That, that's my about. thing. It's, it's kind of like. A, a petty gripe, but it's a bit like like you said, like you know, Rick Rude, you know, s- sexy man, sort of womanizer, all this stuff. You'd expect him to turn up in a suit. It'd be like if Rick Flair suddenly turned up, uh, just I mean, jeans, in a red jumper or jeans and a, a shirt,
1: night you know, something. I mean, a, 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 a tight t-shirt, something, something, something that doesn't look as if he's just, you know, dropped just dropped his kids off at Little League and, and come in.
0: Yeah, I, I, like I said, it, it's it's a petty gripe, but I just I just feel like you are what you present yourself, you know. And if Ric Flair had pulled up in the ECW arena wearing a night hoodie, yeah, you'd think, well, where's the limousine riding, jet flying son of a gun? It's just a guy in a, you know, he's just like casual a night hoodie. It's not really yeah. the same guy I've sort of grew up on. But like I said, it's it's a petty gripe, but I just think it's something, you know.
1: No, I'm with you. I, his his um, choice of
0: outfits irks
1: me too. So I, I understand. I feel your pain.
0: Yeah. So uh, yeah, he's obviously talked briefly about fucking with the franchise again. We get a promo from Shane Douglas and Francine. Um, it comes out. Are they come out during this. They come out after. I'm kind of confused in which one's which.
1: I think they came out
0: during it. During it, and basically he calls. Um the crowd morons.
1: Yeah, so he turns heel on the crowd, which I enjoy in the sense that he's trying to keep heel. Um, we'll come back to that concept in a minute in a promo. But, um, yeah, I mean, he, he does a good job of healing the crowd again.
0: Um, yeah, but, um, basically rags on the town's divorce rates and tells him to shut up and listen while he's pissed off. is what it kind of feels like. Yeah. Uh, my,
1: my big sort of problem is... is this was the feud that was culminating a few months ago. Then you did the, the turn for the sake of it. And it turned yeah. out that Rick Roode was actually on his side. Then you've kind of done the flippy floppy backwards and forwards stuff all the way through. And now it's double turn. Because you only thought I was turning on you. It tur- I, was, I was turning to be on your side. I was actually just pretending to be on your side so that I could fuck with the franchise some
0: more. Because, uh, right, in a simple sort of example here, Seth Rollins turns on the shield because he's been offered opportunity by someone else. Seth Rollins now the baby face, while the other two are shield of the hills? Yep. Do so, you I mean? It makes like, I get it. Shane Douglas is, like, the master hill, But with the angle, is he not the baby face here? He's been screwed over by his best friend, lost the world title to his best friend. It's
1: like... Rick Rude came into ECW for two things. He wanted to sleep with Francine and he wanted to fuck with the franchise and get the franchise to lose his belt. Mm -hmm. And plays a game until he can do both of those things. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. He apparently slept with Francine one time, is is kind of where they are now. Um yep. fairly early in on this. Yeah. He then helped the franchise get the belt. So you've already had him conduct one part of his master plan. He's then helped the franchise get the belt, so he's got the franchise's trust. He gets to pick the handpick the opponent for the franchise straight after this. So why not Bam Bam yeah. Bigelow then? Why why Axel Rotten and Al Snow and oh, no. all the other ones we've gone through to build to this point? If that's what you want to do, then Bam Bam's your first competitor. You have that shock straight away and you kind of go, you know, I, I, I've done that, I've done that, I'm done. Rather than months down the line, I was only doing it to muck with you. Well, but you've had plenty of opportunities. you you, you, you helped him win the belt. You've had plenty of, plenty of opportunities to match with him. Why why now? Yeah.
0: Or at least have almost like um, a backstage segment where you see Rue see talking to someone, but you don't see who it is. And he's like, you're the guy. Is this the week you're going to do it? And he's like, oh. All right. Well, I find someone else again this week, but you're the guy. I'm not giving up. You're the guy, and every week you think, "Oh, who's the guy?" Yeah. So eventually, and... one week you're... you. Joey, know if you were to go that route of just random opponents, because did he really and is you know sit there and think, "Oh, I... Axel Rotten's a yeah. guy that's going to fuck the franchise,"
1: and is it Primetime Brian Lee again? Because you've already done this exact same story.
0: Yeah. Have him on the phone. Yeah. Anything, and if until you've eventually
1: taken the triple threat member that isn't Candido or Douglas and turned him against the triple threat. Well,
0: yeah, there's a lot of truth in that. So, yeah, I mean, it was this
1: weird kind of... They just didn't realise how to put themselves out of it, it seems.
0: Unless this is the original story, but they couldn't do it here because Brian Lee left straight away before they could go ahead with it, almost. It's almost like he wanted to finish this, and this was always going to be the story, but... Because Brian Lee left, he couldn't beat Shane Douglas for the title, TV title. So I don't know.
1: But yeah, mm, no, it's yeah.
0: exactly the same story. So yeah, um, he's, he's here to fuck with the franchise. He, yeah, he's, yeah, he's really fucked with franchise. Franchise pissed off, hates the town. Turns them have got a divorce rate. It's all full. Tells them all to shut up. We then get Shane Douglas versus Sabu versus Tommy Dreamer. A massive sort of mixed match, match here. Um, fun match though. Nothing wrong with it really. Got a lot of time. It did get a lot, a lot of time. Lot yeah, of time. I mean it's it was
1: just... it was a fun match. There's there's points where it's the only match on the show. It
0: is. Well. Wow. Um but yeah, like I said, like you said, it's a fun match here. It's not I don't have any issues with it really. I have one. Well, oh god. On.
1: So there is a spot where Sabu gets wiped out um, yeah. and the women get involved yeah, and the women get broken up and you have um, Tommy Dreamer with Francine and you have Shane Douglas with Bueller and they both pick them up and they parade them around and then they pile drive the other woman and stand up and celebrate. Now, this is Tommy Dreamer, who is in love with Beulah. This is the franchise who's got the hottest girl in the world and she only wants me. You've just watched yeah. your significant other get pile-driven drive, pile by your opponent in this match. You've not put your girl down to attack the guy, which... If you're Shane Douglas, you can argue, yeah, but he's a heel. Fine. Tommy Dreamers, your white meat babyface. would rather pile drive Francine for no apparent reason than to stop his beloved girlfriend get her neck potentially snapped from a guy who apparently has a reputation of snapping necks. Um, And then you both get up and pose and the pose is broken up. By Sabu coming back in the ring and attacking you both because you're both sitting there celebrating the fact that someone else has just beaten up your your girlfriend. Yeah, no, I, I can't stand your
0: pride of that. Yeah, it's it's a it it, for gets, sake. it makes no sense. Yeah, if it's, you, like, it's almost in-house booking. It's a house show booking almost, isn't
1: it? I mean, if you have that as. Um, uh, Sabu and franchise and Sabu yeah. has Francine then you you can try and justify that as to the franchise doesn't care uh, you know the franchise is doing what the franchise does the franchise doesn't care you can try and justify that but to have it as um, dreamer. dreamer just yeah it doesn't make sense
0: no it don't make sense apart from that it's a fun match <laughs> yeah, it's decent match. I mean, like I said, everyone's just again. It's what we said, the the rust has been raided, and it's a little. Everyone's sort of paired up with everyone this at the moment. It's um, it's kind of weird. I mean, it's always fun to see Shane Douglas and Sabu interact. I just don't know why they were. There was no rival reason for this sort of match.
1: No, well, because Sabu is a former champion,
0: so he's there. True. And Dreamer is involved in every feud ever. Always. Always, has to be. Um, so, yeah, we then got uh, a kind of weird promo. Because <sighs> basically, promo split into sections by Shane Douglas, Bam Bam Bigelow, and a little bit of Chris Candido. Now, I liked the idea of this. But again, it falls into the whole... Hey guys, we've got five minutes to fill here. I've, I've just done a solid two-minute promo. Need three more from you, mate. Come on. I I
1: love just, Shane Douglas, and I usually love Shane Douglas promos. I love Bam Bam Bigelow, and yeah. I love Chris Candido, and I usually love Chris Candido promos. I feel yeah. the need to have all of that on record before we discuss what happens next.
0: Yeah, it's a. Uh... But Shane Dunnington and Francine started off, and it's kind of just a little bit like, it's nothing out of the ordinary at this point. It's just kind of them just plodding. But
1: straight off the bat, your big heel, yeah, your cocky, arrogant heel, is cutting a babyface promo. When they told me in 1983 that I was too small to be a wrestler, I said, watch me. When they told me that I was going to be a good solid wipe me babyface mid-card, nothing special, I said, watch me. When they said it's all adversity. Yeah. It's all him going through adversity. And you know, the point of I never know when I'm beaten, you know, you're you're just another one who I'm being told I can't beat, I will I will beat you as well. Great promo for a babyface.
0: Yeah, I mean, everything we loved about when he was feuding with the pit bull and was hated, to to, to the most he's been hated, we turned around and said, he's the jock. He's the arrogant, cocky jock that just has everything sort of handed to him almost, wins everything, almost like tries sort of half, but he's better than most still. He was that guy. Yeah. And I said this promo isn't that guy. No this progress of rags to riches, you know, I, I was too small. I was, I was too this. I was too that. But it. the odd...
1: it's, it's a mighty whip rack. Well, yeah,
0: the underdog,
1: damn it. And I've been the underdog and I'm happy to be the underdog because gosh darn it, I've just got a full big cold heart and I'm never going to stop until I keep going. So you can beat me if you want big meanie, but I'm going to keep coming at you because I just don't know when to stop.
0: Mm. Yeah, no, Well, it should have just been like,
1: You caught me on a bad day. You caught me by. Yeah. You're not in my class. Get in line. You don't deserve that belt. You don't deserve that echelon. Get back in line. You are not in my class.
0: Basically, it would have been fantastic. And just kept them where they are. But like like Ploe said, it's like, it's heel face, heel face, heel face. And then.
1: And real shoot, bam, bam. real work,
0: real work, real work. So Bam Bam comes on. Yeah, Bam Bam comes on and basically his whole career, he sort of cooperated and done everything for everyone.
1: Yeah, you, you, you don't get much of a career in this business if you don't cooperate. If you just rip through people and destroy people, then you, no one wants to work with you. So you have to learn to cooperate. So Lawrence Taylor at WrestleMania, he cooperated. And chemo, you know, he cooperated and maybe he cooperated too much. In other words, I agreed to do the job. You know, he's he's talking about agreeing to do the job, about, you know, this being a worked sport and him agreeing to lay down and to take the loss. And now he's not going to cooperate anymore. So now we're shooting.
0: Uh, Yeah, but again... Everyone knows he's a work sport, but he could have gone from another angle. He could have basically said, "You know, he he was paid to lose, or pretend like he took a dive." Almost the way he sort of
1: just never given the opportunities. You know, just just a basic pro about never saw me as a main eventer. You know, I'm the guy who's who's you know trusted to have a good match with Lawrence Taylor, or trusted to have a good match with Chemo, trusted to entertain people. But when it comes to being the champ, it's just not you, kid. It's just not you. It's just not going to be – there's someone else. There's someone better. There's someone whatever. It's just not you. And I got fed up with that, so I took
0: it. Yeah, so I came to ECW, and then I was put behind the franchise, and I just didn't want to play second fiddle anymore. And I was told, it's just not you, kid.
1: You know, he he looks like a champion. He walks like a champion. It's just not you. And I woke up and realised that I am the beast from the east, that I am the monster, that I am going to destroy. And I took it because when I decided that, who can stop me?
0: It's, um, oh, it's just so wild. Like I said, the idea of it, I really did like the idea of it. When I thought when I Split Promo's here, I saw the way it laid out and I thought, oh, this could be actually interesting sort of a nice. You get all the audio you need if you want to do like a primo package. Everything was sort of seemed in a good place. But um it just felt so bitty and like you said, you you, you had heel Face and sort of false walls and all, all kinds of stuff which and shouldn't work and it, it, it wasn't I don't think it was needed. Not not really. I mean it just sort of needed to be like you said. You know, the franchise, like, you know, you got lucky. I mean, again, not to compare it to Ric Flair, he probably get the arse ache, but... You know, you, you wouldn't hear, you know, Ric Flair cutting a promo like that.
1: Not while he's the the heel.
0: No, exactly. He would, like I said, he's a good saying that people got lucky and, you know, he's the man and all this, but... Um,
1: You managed to beat me, but I'll let you know I was, me and Francine were drinking for 48 hours straight. We hadn't slept. We'd been partying all night because that girl's a firecracker and it's just so hard to keep up. So I was exhausted by the time I got to you. And even as the most exhausted I have ever been because this woman has been just on me for hours and hours and hours and hours. Even with all of that, you only just beat me.
0: just any of this would have I mean again like you know welcome to Jay cuts promos from 20 years ago <laughs> I mean it's one of them you can look back and that's why we're sort of looking back because you know there, there is bit, there's, there's a lot of fantastic work but there is a lot of like sort of scratch your head moments that we you know that we openly admit about and we've yeah we've said nothing and, and rightly so I
1: mean this and, is the thing we've said all the way through I mean you know I I I adore ECW. I was talking about it with a lapsed wrestling fan again the other day. Um, you know, for me this is the pinnacle of wrestling. This is this is the stuff that, you know, this is in the Monday Night Wars, but for me this was the, the the beginning of the Monday Night Wars. It was the absolutely unfettered stuff um in my memories. Yeah. Not all of it was brilliant. Not all of it was gold. And you know, franchise is a character who we have spent a long time talking about just how incredible he has been. Not everything's gold, no, and Paul Heyman has a reputation of doing no wrong at all. That's not technically
0: accurate, yeah. Not everything's gold, like you said. Um, Candido got involved,
1: which I didn't mind, you know, that kind of on between and. How could you do that to us?
0: Yeah, I mean, it it works. I mean, it was good to have something like this because we were saying like before, there was no real... This is quite a big sort of turn. You didn't even know if it was really a turn, whether they were still in the group, whether it was just like, we're the best in the biz, so we fight each other because we're all the best in the biz kind of thing. Or where it's taking like
1: turned the trap around and actually it was Rip who was going to get screwed out of this right rather... oh no <laughs>
0: and um, but yeah and to finish it off we've got the FBI who
1: gets Joey Styles to read
0: out shut up your face <laughs> which I kind of like did make me laugh but it just didn't it was just such a weird way to end the show
1: it was a really franchise heavy show you know, he was in the initial promo, he was in the match, he was then in the... Which he didn't win, by the way. Um, Sabu, was it, who won?
0: Uh, I think it was Sabu that who won, the yeah.
1: Number one contender? Yeah. And uh, then he was in the promo package, the three-way promo package, um, and then
0: it's the FBI. Yeah. And, yeah, then the show ends. Yes, it takes a two... The fifteenth of November, nineteen ninety-seven, uh, episode two hundred and thirty-eight. The show basically starts midway through a match between Chris Chetty and Just Incredible. Just joined in progress. We straight away get some big "fuck you" chants directed towards Just Incredible. I'd assume. You never know, would say. And um, yeah, I mean, uh, again, they haven't put the bracket on. Just incredible, but you can tell, you know, for lack of a better term, that he's going to be an impact player. Yeah. Um, He's been been positioned from someone that was obviously out of Mantoya, come over, nothing's really been explained that I've seen. They've just expected people to know this is the man behind the mask. This is the real him. This is what he's doing. I love him
1: he's he's P J Palacco he's P J Walker he's he's Aldo Monto oh no no what, what what's his name then yeah it was it was all very weird um he continues to build a weird little run, running winning streak um this it just feels again slightly backwards you know why you are putting um Jerry Lynn and Chris Chetty. And then, uh, and Sasuke, but you're building to Mikey Whipwreck. It just feels the wrong way around.
0: Um, yeah, 100%. I mean, Chetty, I sort of get more so, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's he was like, one, of
1: the, one of those names we said should have been early, probably even yeah. before. Uh,
0: it's more, it's more in- disappointment with Jerry Lynn. I mean, I don't know if it was a, a contractual sort of status where he didn't sign a contract yet, so he just sort of was using. Because of this guy, have a great match one week, then next week he's just lost.
1: Yeah, and it might just be that they didn't you know, they didn't have any big plans for him. So he's coming in as a, you know, lower mid card, kind of. See what you do. See how get over you get.
0: True. Um Justin Credible picks up the win. It's important bit to this story. He does. And then Jason gets straight in the ring, uh, grabs the mic and starts shouting, shut up, shut up, shut up, quite a few times. Directed towards anyone that listens, I guess.
1: I went quiet instantly.
0: Obviously, yeah, Straight away shut up. I thought, "Oh, no, I've offended him." Um, so then that happened. He then challenged anyone from the back. He told uh, Just Incredible to go, shouted at Chris Chetty a few times, said, "You've lost. Go." Even though he was he was just injured, um, tells Just Incredible to leave. So I'm guessing. These two are sort of together, but you haven't really seen them together apart from the beginning. Yeah. So, but yeah. So, anyway, he leaves, and then the meanie comes out and accepts his challenge, dances around a bit. Jason's just like, you know, I said about it, a real men kind of thing in in street clothes. <laughs> Meanie's <he> sort of awkwardly, <laughs> to leave. These are my street clothes. And because um, it's a straight fight. Yeah, and they sort of just have a have a quick kind of weird match that Meanie wins thanks to the testicular claw, which yep. I felt like that was that was the pop of the match. That's what they were going for. Yeah, that so was based, everything based around Meanie getting the testicular claw and winning.
1: Because you know how Meanie's been building that, and you know it keeps missing with the testicular claw and. No. 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 Just just a, a, a reference to anyone who remembers that he he did the Baron von Raschke gimmick ages ago with with Stevie Richards. Oh, Miss Stevie. Maybe not for long. Does he come back in this year? He comes back in November to remember. Does he? Yeah. Oh, wow. This is giving you spoilers,
0: show,
1: isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I tell you, I mean, this is, this is, I'm really looking forward to November to remember. And it's 50% for the right reasons and 50% for the wrong reasons.
0: Oh, exciting. Yeah, he's back. Uh, oh, perfect. We get everyone dances um, afterwards. Where well, everyone, I mean, just Meanie and Nova, who again, massively lost in the shuffle here.
1: Meanie was out cabbage patching. I, I I didn't know because that's not what I I think of as the mini dance. Yeah, I didn't know whether that was another slight public enemy. Fuck you.
0: Yeah. But um, yeah, they're massively lost in the chapel. Nova, especially, I don't think they really know what to do with any of them. They're just they just exist there for house shows and occasional appearances, I guess. Um, they could have come with them. So,
1: Adam Dubst was just incredible instead of Jerry Lynn.
0: It's so true. Even though he probably struggled to hit him with the, um, that's incredible.
1: What do it with Nova? Yeah, have have Meanie in the corner. That could even build to why Meanie comes out and challenges Jason to a street fight. There's way too much logic here. Sorry, I've had um, a week off. The, the synapses are firing. So, too Rick long, I've had too many weeks to think about this show.
0: <laughs> my bad. <laughs> um, Rick Rood's uh, Rude. this is where he's wearing the Nike uh jumper and jogging buttons. This is where my sort of I wrote my rant. Um, he calls out Bam Bam Bigelow, who is jumped by Candido
1: and Lance Storm.
0: Lance Storm, Lance, soft uh, Soft punch Storm. Who so uh, well, apparently
1: yes, is under consideration for the triple threat. Which is cool yeah. because it means beating the franchise shortly.
0: Does he be. I don't know, he do wrestles soon on one of the specials. <laughs> I really was, do. I was just making it, th- anyway. Yeah. I don't know what you mean, but I'm just saying, I think um, he actually might. Uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah, so they do that, and they, you know, Rude then charges with him a chair. Obviously, he's in a tracky, so he can build some speed up, and they run off. Yes. Lance Wright pops up again for reasons, best known to himself. My only the Wright was for the job. It's yeah, the, I, I, the things- legit, I don't know why this guy's hanging around. It's It's very much... We don't need heel commentary guys. We don't need heel backstage announcers. It's, there's too many characters for the sake of characters with these sort of backstage people. Joey Styles isn't an over. He um, it, doesn't push himself too much as a character. He plays his role and he's got his catchphrase, but he's not like I'm super babyface. He makes snarky comments now and again, but he's not. I'm super babyface. I'm super heel. He's, despite being a character of the show, he's not an overpowering character of the show. If that makes sense. Yep. He does his job for like ninety five percent of it, but might throw out a snarky comment when Lance Wright. I don't actually know what he does. Is is he WWE? Is he not WWE? Is he like you know? I mean, it's it's just all a bit like oh. Yeah,
1: and and this is it. 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 You know, he's he's the rich kid whose mummy has a lot of money and is friends with Vince McMahon, apparently. Yeah. And it's just a bit um But he's a a heel interviewer, not to be confused with the heel ring announcer in Joey Star in um uh Joel Gertner. Or yep. the heel referee in...
0: Judge Jeff Jones, or Jeff Jones.
1: Jeff Jones.
0: Yep.
1: Or the heel referee slash authority figure now manager in Bill Alfonso.
0: Alfonso, <laughs> yeah. Yes, I mean, it's just all a bit... You know, you just don't... There's too many similarities, but it doesn't have to be like that. He, but... Yeah, promo by Taz, uh, Sandman's out, so Tommy wants him to be his partner. Um, who said that? I wanted to be a partner. I feel like we did this story two months ago. Again, yeah. Because wasn't it Taz doesn't like Tommy or the Sandman, but he'll bail them out, he'll help him. he's got their back. Doesn't but they're not
1: friends. Mean, yeah. Doesn't mean I like you, doesn't mean anything, just means... Uh, although I am going to beg you to give me a, a challenge for my title because I want competition. So, again, the champion's going to go off trying to find challengers because no one will step to him. But that's why he teamed with him, except he's done that now. So why is he doing anyway? Yeah,
0: he
1: could just ask Rick Rude. Yeah, I, I, I do think. love beating up... I mean, I like the bit of, you know, I, I don't like you, but I love beating up Sabu. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I I liked that bit. That's what you needed. I don't want to be your partner. I do want to be Sabu's opponent. If that means I stand across the room with you, fair enough. But don't you know, don't get me wrong. We aren't partners, but I
0: want to beat up Sabu. Yeah, like I said, stuff like that. It's like that's perfect. That works great. But yeah, it's sort of a, a mishmash of Everything. Um, yeah. Interview with Shane Douglas talks about Lance Storm being a triple threat prospect. It's fine. Rick Rude nope. interrupts the interview. Storm and Candido come out. They start to back Rude into the corner. Bam, bam comes running out, makes the saves, and sort of has a little brawl with Lance Storm. Yes. So, fair enough. We know that. We now got. Rob Van Dam and Sabu versus Taz and Tommy Dreamer. Again, I didn't I didn't mind a lot of this. The ending's a bit, you know, we've seen it a couple of times. Yeah, but um, the match itself's fairly decent. There's a uh, again, there's a spot that
1: I loathe. Um, do you know what it is? Can you tell before I even say? No, tell me. So they're all fighting. Yeah. And Taz locks in his famous, his his dangerous Katahajame,
0: okay. Taz mission. Is this the infamous
1: <laughs>
0: the innovator of violence?
1: Using another person's <laughs> fucking. <movement. laughs> He's the replicator of violence at best.
0: (laughs) If we had rights for Tommy Dreamy T-shirts, I think that would be a a fantastic...
1: Surely we can make the replicator of violence.
0: Yeah. I remember when Griff was on the show, I started working on an Innovator of Silence T-shirt, but...
1: He may still be on the show. (laughs)
0: Oof. Um, Yeah, no, so... Yeah, the frog splashed... The even flow or just EDT at this point, I guess. Um, yeah, it has Mission.
1: The surfboarding of the chair into the corner.
0: Painting.
1: Uh, yeah, just, just, I mean, he 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 doesn't innovate violence. He just simply copies other people. The Death Valley Driver. you know, he is an amalgamation of. He, he's he's like that computer game character you have when you beat an opponent. You get to use their their special move.
0: Yeah, I think um, Chris Canyon was the real innovator of violence. Oh, Canyon was brilliant. He carried some fantastic moves and completely off. Um... And Sabu, you know, did some insane <laughs> stuff. Yeah, Sabu did all right. He, he, RV, he innovated a few
1: bits. You know, RVD. Some of his stuff was was incredible. Yeah, the replicator of violence, Tommy Dreamer.
0: Um, the match itself it ends up with just RVD and Sabu beating the crap out of Tommy Dreamer for a long time,
1: yeah. So, and then comes the save,
0: then comes the save. But it was a bit that I quite liked, it was, it was completely pointless. But Dreamer went to the top, and Alfonso managed to hit him perfectly with the ankle with a chair shot, yeah. So,
1: what we didn't say was after him taking a week off for a bu- bruised heel,
0: yeah, they've now. <laughs> I forgot
1: about that. The, the gout. Yeah, fucking hell. Yeah, he's even <laughs> stolen Raven's specialist boots. Um, <laughs> Jesus. That's done in a minute. You forgot about that. <laughs> oh. oh, God. He's even got Raven's ankle. Um, yeah, so um, it's actually that he's broken his heel. He's broken his foot. It's no longer just bruised. It's broken. So he's wrestling in like an air boot kind of cast. For no real reason. None of these matches are actually matter. You could have given him some time off. If he's it's, if it's actually fucked up, you could have given him a bit of time off. None of these matches matter. You could have had him run in. You didn't have to, anyway. Especially the triple
0: threat match from last week.
1: And they're working on the ankle for no
0: reason i mean i said a lot of them don't matter but that one really that doesn't matter
1: no there's no storyline for him to be involved in that match there's no reason why he's in that triple threat he's not got this amazing win loss record he beat raven once i know because he won't shut the fuck up about it and he beat jerry lawler once apart from did he beat jerry lawler
0: was that no contest Sure, he beat Jerry Lawler. It must have beat Jerry Lawler. Oh, did he? Or did Jake the Snake? Ugh. What did Jake the Snake? Did Jake the Snake cost him, or Jake the Snake beat up Jerry Lawler? Both. Sure, Tommy Dreamer won it. He must have. There's no way Jerry Lawler would have won because he would have been still been no. there.
1: So he wouldn't have won. I don't know if it was another contest. no
0: contest. I reckon. I reckon Tommy Dreamer won. Let's go with that. Just, just,
1: just to stop my brain hurting. Let's go with that.
0: I just, I just remember the promo. That's all I care about that feud. the initial debut promo. Yeah. Everything else was just irrelevant after that.
1: And again, Tommy Dreamer and Sandman have not come out of this feud anywhere. Taz came out of this feud looking
0: like a killer. Yep. Yeah, but companies were afraid of him. Not even. Yeah. Just whole companies. Yeah.
1: And and Bill Alfonso telling Lawler to get out because he's going to choke him out. Yeah. Yeah. Taz came over as a killer. Tommy Dreamer and, and Sandman haven't come out of this feud. Anyway, Anyway, so yeah. So why, why he's got a title match, I don't know. A number one contendership, I don't know. So
0: yeah, put someone else in there. Oh, it's just wild, isn't it? Um Yeah, so, to make it worse, obviously, they're both doing the Taz mission, got the crap kicked out of him. Suddenly out of nowhere, nowhere, like, Dreamer won. Yeah.
1: Pitbulls are out, so Taz runs off to beat up the Pitbulls.
0: Yeah, I thought Pitbulls were gone again. I'm still surprised they're a thing. I thought they were gone and then gone, but they're still going. His
1: feud with Lance Wright, so he's fighting the Pitbulls. Yeah, and thing, you've got the baddest man on the planet. You've, you've made him into this absolute killer. So you've got him against Lance Wright and the Pitbulls.
0: And to be Well, the tag team division is the FBI. Well, yeah, yeah you kind right. of think, uh, I don't know, but it's like the Pitbulls, like, you know, Lance Wright could be just the manager of Pitbulls and they could sort of, you know, help a sort of struggling tag division. Because we've said how they've been raided and they're in trouble. They've basically lost two of the main teams, with the gangsters and the eliminators. But they did get the gangsternators out of them. So they got the gangsternators, which is the and best of both. Part of the gangsters and the best
1: part of the eliminators to make the gangsternators. And
0: um, <laughs> I love the fact you say it every time.
1: <laughs> it's such a
0: lie. Anyway, I mean, I'll, I'll, well, I'll, the, the gangsters I'll, bit isn't.
1: But you know, the best part of the best tag team. I said no one ever. Even John Cronus' mum prefer, prefers to Perry Saturn.
0: Um, yeah, so he gets to win, and Sabu comes back with a ladder. No one's quite sure why he brought the ladder. And then he put a table on top of his boat and then tried to set going, his boat on fire. He's going
1: for a fireball. Yeah. When the lights
0: went out. Yep. Because he's gonna burn on the dreamer. Then we but found we... out why the ladder was there.
1: You know they've had that feud that's based all around ladders and fire.
0: Ah. <laughs> <sighs> so the lights go out. Yeah, and um, the sandman's back. I, I mean, mean I admittedly, don't... because because of the way we watch it, I sort of didn't even realise the sandman was gone. No. But well, that's down to the way we watch it, a little bit. But you could have. Yeah. But if you are on this epic, I mean, who's Sam? I got November to remember. Sabu, I guess. In a stairway tail match. Oh, that'd be good. Hmm. Oh, really? I, uh, I think we're going to enjoy it. Ah. Uh, I don't know why we're going to enjoy it. Is that the here lizard 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 one? <laughs> it might be. It's, I think it might be. It's it's meant to be quite. Awful. Lizard, 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 yeah. Um,
1: but, yeah, so uh, the fireball still goes off. Yeah. And lights up. Um, they play up. I mean, Joey Styles tries very hard to make this build to something. So it's like, you know, we've seen this before and hasn't he been through enough? And who's coming out to attack Tommy Dreamer now? Because this is what we saw with Lawler and everyone and Cornette and Jake the Snake. And, um so you know, I I, I quite liked the, the recall on that, and the fact that oh shit, it means it makes no sense that it would be anyone attacking Tommy Dreamer. He's already beaten down in the middle of the thing, trapped under a whatever, and about to have a fireball to. The, anyway, um, fireball goes off in the dark for no real reason, um, so we don't know whether he got burnt or not. We don't know whether Sabu got burnt or not. It doesn't matter. The lights come on, and there is the Sandman bet yo and he is drinking beer
0: what he does smoking cigarettes
1: and we go off air just as we see sabu climb the back of the ladder with a chair
0: aimed for his head yeah but um spoiler this does start next week's show yeah (laughs) this thing
1: i mean cut if if you're doing that if you, want, if you want the big, oh my God, is Sandman's return, just cut 10 seconds before. You don't need to yeah. see that he's already going to get laid out.
0: It's just, um, I mean, uh, are Sabu and RVD still working for WWE?
1: RVD is. I don't know if Sabu ever was.
0: Yeah, but you know what I mean? Like in yeah. the ECW angle, are they still representing?
1: Yes, they are because we're building to a flag match at November to Remember.
0: I know because there's just there's a whole lack of WWE about it. That was in the show. There's a about. flag. There's a flag. I suppose he's It's Mr. Monday feel, Night and my flag. It just doesn't feel like and it feels like the flag should be draped around. You know what? you Alfonso. Wrong. The whole time
1: you're wrong because it's all WWF because it was the WWF arena the WWF fans and the WWF <laughs> wrestlers, and Taz is a WWF champion. RVT, oh,
0: Tommy. I forgot that's tremendous. There's <laughs> a lack of ECW in this show, <laughs> there
1: really is. This is now WW ECW. Oh,
0: uh, there's a lack of ECW presence. So, Tommy Dream is not representing with flags or anything. That's genius. <laughs> um, I forgot about that. Probably it was a hoop. Um Sit and our archives, go back and listen. It's, it's an interesting couple of weeks. I mean, but but like we said, they do this before the pay per views, it all gets a little bit all gets a little bit wild. And they don't really sort of really know what they're doing or what they're pushing for. Although at least that's what it feels like. They're sort of just sort of mosing along and um, trying to do some things that's sort of important, but generally just random. Random filler. Like I think we got what what two three matches in total? Um
1: how many do we have in this show? Was it one on this match?
0: One on this show? Oh no, no no tell no tell no, We had a uh, Chetty credible Jason Meaney at the beginning. Oh that's true. So we had three matches on this one and one last week. But um yeah, I don't know. I just don't know what I want. I mean I know because of their filming, it's done differently because majority of it is like all backstage, so even people there don't really know why they're watching what they're watching because they haven't seen the backstage segment that sort of leads to the match, that sort of thing. But, um, yeah, I just expect, I mean, I know we still got a couple of weeks, but I just almost expect sort of an in-ring confrontation between Bam Bam and Shane Douglas and, I don't want to say yeah. contract signing, but...
1: Well, as you said, we've got a few weeks, so, you know, there's yeah. still, I think we're still four weeks out, somewhere like that, so I think we've still got a bit of time. Um, the card is coming together, so shall I run you down the, the November to Remember card that we are building towards?
0: Yeah.
1: We have the champion, Bam Bam Bigelow, versus, spoilers, Shane Douglas. Whoa. Shane Douglas will get the the... the number one contendership back. Um, Sandman and Sabu, as we said, in the Tables and Ladders match, the Stairway to Hell match. RVD will fight Tommy Dreamer in a flag match. Yeah. We have the four-way dance for the ECW World Tag Team Championship, which I do believe Joey Styles has ruined the outcome because he has said that the FBI will be losing that title to either the Dudleys or the chair-swinging freaks or the gangstonators. Mm. We have Pitbull 2 versus Taz. We have Mikey Whitbrook versus Just Incredible, And we have Candido and Storm versus Tommy Rogers and Jerry Lynn. Oh, wow. That's a match. And what I don't think is on the card, I think it was the opener, it was, a, it was the dark match, so I don't think it's on the card. But we've got Chris Chetty and Spike Dudley versus Aaron O'Grady and a
0: returning Paul Diamond. Oh, wait, my boy's back. Oh, he must have just been in the area or something. Yeah, random. Massively random. But yeah, bad company, back. Oh, crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, there's... On paper, there's some good matches there. That's going to be interesting to see how it sort of checks out. I mean, like you said, there's not the the greatest reviews for this show. So I'm fascinated to when we finally get there. I'm really looking forward to it. Because I think it's going to have some
1: brilliant bits and I think it's going to be messy as fuck. And I'm really looking forward to it.
0: (laughs) And hopefully some good matches as well. Yeah, as I said, brilliant bits. Good. Um, and that brings us to the end of the show. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. If you wish to continue the conversation with us, you can do it on our social medias. It's at underscore Sports Arena on Twitter or Instagram. We are there. We mostly talk ECW. And at the moment, a little bit of MLW and New Japan, because they've got some good stuff going on.
1: Everything is evil. <laughs>
0: Everything is evil. Bullet Club is shaping up. And MLW. Another thing also, for people listening, if you want something different, is ECW finished, MLW started, and now on YouTube, they've started putting all the original MLW underground episodes up with episode one. So you get things like Christopher Daniels versus La Parker, CM Punk on there, um, Raven pops up. Loads of these ECW originals the go in. Did
1: continuation of the um, Carino... Dusty Rhodes feud,
0: yeah, see that, and um, obviously the Extreme Horseman. So obviously a lot of stuff you didn't, you know, sort of get to see because it was only in Florida, I think it was at the time. Yeah, and um, but yeah, I've been watching that, and that's that's another thing that people should watch because that's some some really interesting sort of forgotten sort of little moments that was um pretty good. So was it the I'd rock with Gary Hart? um I'm sure it's it black, to Fr- it. black friday i'm sure was it black friday productions or something or i can't remember what it's called but yeah it's gary hart with um loki and homicide yeah i can't remember if they're called black friday project or black friday productions or whatever it was
1: but yeah so uh, loki and and homicide had worked as the rottweilers in other promotions and i don't i think they still do in, in mlw at one point but yeah with with gary hart i mean it's just just brilliant Shades of, if my memory serves from watching grainy bootlegs and tape training, um, shades of um, Sabu and RVD in in their impact.
0: Yeah, no, it's um, some great stuff. So don't look reviewing. going to keep tabs on that. I might throw out a little something because, yeah, I think it's worth watching. It's, It's different, very different to everything that's going on at the moment. And it's sort of a nice little forgotten thing that not a lot of people have seen, but some massive names pass through there. I and feel uh, you should yeah.
1: tweet some links to the YouTube channels on uh, at Sports Arena, at Undergrounds, at underscore Sports Arena on Twitter. I think, I think we shall. That's a fantastic idea. And should you think, like I do, that Paul should create a replicator of violence T-shirt for... Uh, zazzle.co.uk just search sports arena Um, then tweet him at underscore sports arena and tell him that we demand a replicator of violence shirt tell him he can do it the Tommy Dreamer way and just copy something else rather than have to create his own one and that way he can can claim himself an innovator of t-shirt design
0: (laughs) nuke (laughs) (laughs) get your official nuke (laughs) Train is. <laughs> oh no no no! that's original promise innovating i'm
1: a man in a cube
0: <laughs> oh this could be the show <laughs> it's like reading gene simmons autobiography um yeah thank you yeah, thank you much for thank you much for listening Uh, We'll be next next week as we continue our journey to Remember to Remember 97.
1: Yeah, don't want to miss uh, it.
0: (laughs) It's a regret you'll never forget. That's true. (laughs) Uh, Thank you. See you next week. Bye. Bye.